Hey, what's going on? This is Dexter, and welcome to the inaugural soft launch of Generic Youth Media Brand Podcast. I'm recording this intro on the laptop mic because of my family's house, and um, I lost my mic. It, it's a whole story. We're not even going to get into it. So the backstory to this one is that Jeff Weiss got a call from The Guardian, the British publication The Guardian, to interview Andre 3000 about his new flute album. And I read the article that he wrote, and I thought, okay, it's long overdue. I got to talk to this guy. So... I thought that we would talk about music, but this conversation ends up being a lot more about a lot of other things, including, maybe most importantly, what it means to meet your heroes. One note before we get into the main episode, um, at the very end, we talk about something that Jeff wrote in the article. I'll let you read it yourself, and actually, if you want to pause this and read it, go for it. It's in the show notes. But basically, it has to do with a recurring dream that Andre has in which he could fly or he can float. But every time he tries to show his friends this ability, it doesn't work. So there's some interpretation, maybe some psychoanalysis in there. Um, but I'll let you wait until the end when we discuss it. Anyway, let's get into it. Yo, thanks so much for coming through, man. Um, I'm glad to be here. Glad to be here. Glad, uh, glad you wanted to talk about Andre 3000, the one and only. Very much so. Fun fact, I believe you, you may or may not remember this, but... Um, you know, obviously I've been familiar with your work uh, for a minute, but we first met next to a burning cop car in Santa Monica. You remember that? <laughs> I, you were with Miles, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Uh, yeah, no, that was, uh, that was a good time in American history, actually. I remember uh, <laughs> one of the things they don't tell you in school is that before a cop car burns in the final like explosion, it honks for like 10 minutes, which is kind of like this weird, like dying animal sound. It's, it's it was beautiful. It was, it was extremely strange. We, we got out of the car and there were all these people looking at it and there was actually a cop next to it, just sort of watching <laughs> us watching it burn. I don't know if he was still there, but he was just kind of chilling there and it was in the dead end cul-de-sac and we were all just have no idea how it started burning wasn't there for that just walked by while yeah no totally no i didn't i i definitely didn't see i saw i like saw the after effect i don't know i felt like the cops were like only catching people that were doing nothing anyway um <laughs> let's so let's let's get into this man maybe if you could tell me when you when you got that call from guardian to say and i'll even pull it up right here you get the call to um to interview andre 3000 what what was your first reaction you know, it's weird. Um, today's like a strange day because actually uh, I got word that like kind of one of my writing heroes uh, died and he's like 99 years old and oh, he actually got to be, he, I mean, he's 99, so it's like not tragic, but you know, it's of course it's sad when, you know, someone like that like leaves the world. But, you know, I remember people would ask me like, oh, would you ever get nervous when you do interviews or do you ever, um, you know, like do you have a bucket list or any of those things? And I'm like, not really, you know, like, I'm like, I, I've never interviewed Jay-Z, but I guess I, I'd like to, but I don't really, excuse me, I don't really care. But, you know, I, my, going back to what I was saying is like, those, like these beat writers that I got to meet, like I did a story in the Washington Post like six years ago. And that to me was like, okay, these are really writer heroes of mine. They're all really brilliant and like incredibly erudite and, you know, they're in their nineties or their late eighties and like they've seen the world and they have this, so much wisdom. Yeah. But Andre was probably the only other person that I could have imagined being like, who would you want to, you know what I mean? Like, cause I think most of my heroes are dead at this point. Uh, and I think you get to a point, 
I don't know where like it, it's kind of like you have to be kind of your own person. You kind of stop having hero. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it, your heroes disappoint you. Like I mean, I would never have said Puffy was my hero, but then like you're like, look what Puffy just did. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like maybe it's better for me to have a kind of a more detached relationship with um with 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 celebrity with artists and also especially now you know it's such a weird thing it's so commonplace to have these like parasocial things and i've it makes me go the opposite way but with andre i mean i like you know i've always been one of those people that um i'm always like when people be like andre's top five and i'm like you know like big boy also was incredible big boy you can't really talk about outcast uh, without you know like giving credit to big boys genius too because i think that they they balanced each other in a way yes that it did have that i mean like obviously the son of Quemini, i mean there's that yin yang duality and and i think you know i think both of them really could use that i think like that's my th- one of my theories about like hip-hop and just like a lot of art in general is that you're kind of supposed to be in groups and whether even if you're like a writer, you know, which is such a solitary endeavor, you should probably have like some kind of collective or some kind mm. of like close knit group of friends that you can get like valuable ideas off of. And, you know, this goes back to like the lost generation, the beat generation, like, you know, obviously Picasso was was working with like, you know, this talented group of painters have always had these kind of, you know, and yeah, I think there's always been in, some kind of collective. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think in music, uh, Dungeon Family, especially, I mean, like that mm. you can't discount you know, and I think Andre, I think, was looking for that his whole, you know, this last 15 years. And I think he was able to kind of find it with um, this, like, L.A. experimental kind of scene, you know, uh, with the Carlos Nino kind of spearheaded. And if you're around L.A., you know, I've been covering L.A. music for the better part of about 15 years at this point. So it's, it's been a minute. And, um, you know, I've gotten to see that that scene uh, that Carlos and Matthew David and Nate Mercero and, you know, to some degree, like, some degree Kamasi and Thundercat. So there's kind of been this like kind of LA left field progressive uh, ambient experimental new age kind of mishmash kind of that's been brewing for now for like 10, 12 years really. And Andre kind of just plugged into it. And um, yeah, I mean like that, that (laughs) I think a lot of people like that, like grew up on outcast. They're going to be like, this is your new dungeon family, <laughs> you know, but. Oh, uh, right. Like this, no. you, you ditch dungeon family for this. <laughs> what are you doing? It's yeah. like, what, you can't, you can't do something with future, <laughs> you know, but <laughs> like you, you couldn't have played the actual flute on mask off really, you know? Yeah. But well, so he, it's, it's not like he's unaware. No, nah, he, he, he was completely self-aware about everything. Like he had to explain where he's coming from. Like, what are you going to just drop a flute album? This is not like. If you're a real head, and, and the, the thing is, like with Andre, it's like he's been, he's deep. Like Andre, always was a scholar of music. I mean, who like he was doing bombs over Baghdad, like in in 2000, you know, and, and like that was way out. Like it was a like drum and bass kind of thing. You know, he was he was like hip to it that no one else was. He was doing, you know, like he he, he was saying, oh, I wanted. To, there was a quote I cut out where he was talking about, well, I wanted to bring in like the germs and the Ramones hip hop, that kind of energy, uh, like towards the end of Outkast. And I was like, oh. who else was doing that at the time? Now you have like a kid like Tizo Touchdown or whatever, you know, saying that kind of thing. But when Andre was doing it, it was it was radical. You couldn't just like go on Spotify and, you know, be like punk playlist, you know, like, right. and now kids are like, oh, I'm hip to the Buzzcocks or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Or like, mm-hmm. but 
if you had to actually go out and buy that, you had to know that you would do research. And Andre was always one of those people. So I don't think it's plus like, I don't know, like look at like Miles Davis, like Miles Davis. I mean, granted he didn't go from, but in a way, Miles Davis's last album, people forget that. Like, it's like, it was produced by easy Moby, like who produced for Biggie. Like that was Miles Davis's last album was the same producer as Biggie. So like his first album was like basically, I don't know if it was exactly with Charlie Parker, but it was like with Charlie Parker. Now you went from the birth of Bebop to like the birth of Biggie in Prince. 60 years. Yeah. Yeah. Pr- you, yeah you Prince. Show Prince in there. Yeah. Yeah. Routinely was doing wild stuff. It's also easy to forget that, like you said, Andre was weird then. Totally. He was incredibly strange. And a lot of people were not in, you know, they weren't into it retroactively. You know, now yeah. we like Hey Ya. But, and, you know, of course, Hey Ya is just an undeniable hit. But a lot of people thought when that dropped, it's just, uh, what are you doing? Why yeah, are you I doing mean, this? What is I mean, sec- Why are you doing this? Yeah, I mean, second album, Go Sober, starts getting Erica Badu, starts wearing the head wrap. Like, you know what I mean? Like, third album, Return of the Gangster, is literally about, like, what's up with Andre's on drugs? Is he gay? Is he in a cult? Right. Like, People are always saying those things about him. So, like, he's had to deal with that his whole life. I mean, the group's name is Outcast. Like, the, he was 17 or 18 years old, like, writing the first song. I, I said this in, you know, I think they cut it from the final story. I think I said it in my Instagram post. But it was like, mm. he, like, he was 18 years old. And his first lyrics on his first album are, Time is slipping slowly but surely. Like, that is somebody that's, like, very precocious very aware of the ephemeral nature of existence that, that that's somebody who's like kind of deep and i get why like he who, who wants to deal with all this bullshit but i mean i get it because like i hate a lot of things you know it's like i get <laughs> i get it like i hate most things but at the same time i'm like what does andre owe you like who are uh... you like the nerve the entitlement to people like the album is beautiful and i think there was a quote in there where he was like i'm just looking for like things that are honest and beautiful as i get older and i'm like dude what a timeless what a what a noble sentiment and like fuck anyone who says differently yeah the the entitlement i think that that you mentioned is really interesting you know which which again i'm not i'm not necessarily begrudging anybody for feeling this way but yo we waited 17 years for rap and now you give you come here with the ocarina of time go home like what are you doing come back i know you got some rap somewhere come back bring me those i don't want this but you know i mean jay-z said it like you want my old raps buy my old album like this is everybody's everybody's dealt with this i think in some way or another but it's i mean i think at that fan at that point you know i wonder if maybe you're not a fan of andre benjamin Maybe, I, well, maybe that, you're just a fan of Andre 3000, and that's okay. I told him uh, when we got early in like the interview, I was like, "Hey, by the way, I went to your uh, your day one Coachella performance," and he was like, "Oh, it was so bad." And I was like, "I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I get that you weren't doing the super happy fun Andre happy hour, but to me, somebody that came like to me, AT Aliens, like." not like a change my life kind of person, but I, I'll, I'll definitely never forget when I heard it for the first time. You know what I mean? It was one of those yeah. albums where I was like, I can't believe something could sound this good. Like, I can't believe something this could sound so like unfamiliar, but, but 
brilliant yeah. and like hit like hit hit me and like elicited emotions I didn't even quite know existed at like 14 mm-hmm. years old. And yeah, I mean that who like that is the Andre that I knew. So like that is the Andre I understood. But yeah, it's the the means and everything, obviously he's really aware of it, but you're you're in this situation where, like you said, you they always say don't meet your heroes. I don't want to dig a little bit deeper into that. Yeah. You meet him. What is that like for you? Well, it was one of those things where he's like an hour late. Um you know, but it's Rappers. he's like he's a rapper. <laughs> like I was like, all right, well I was like his publicist was there and she, we had a lovely conversation and she's like, Oh, you're gonna love him, he's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you never know how someone is when like, you know, Rick Rubin, like you're not going to really like, I mean, I've interviewed, you know, you name it, like people can have attitude. People can like, you know, be cool. A lot of like, you know, a lot of time you kind of have to prove yourself, but Andre was like very open from the get go. I, mm-hmm. I figured I was like, well, maybe he knows who I am. Cause like, why else am I, did I get that call? You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, you yeah. feel like Andre would vet it, but no, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure really? no fucking clue. I know. I don't think. Uh, which uh, i mean just, not just not to the, pause yeah. i do i do have to mention jeff is one of the people who your favorite rappers rapper like they know who he is like la for, they, for they better read, or worse <laughs> yeah. there's probably quite a few who don't like you uh because you've said oh, something yeah. that they don't and, oh, you know whatever but yeah dude dude is known for having taste and also not only for having taste in in music but um, putting a lot of other writers on, you know, shout out Miles. Um, Miles is great. Yeah. yeah, no, Miles is incredible. Um, and, you know, basically allowing there to be a place where, yo, let's take talking about, you know, hip hop music, rap music, and not just, hey, cool beat, hey, cool rhyme, done. Like, all right, where else can we go to talk about life or whatever it, you know, this may contain? Um, so I wouldn't have been surprised actually, but he didn't. Okay. So he's just meeting you as a normal. Yeah. He just was like, yeah, he's the guardian guy. And I was like, that's even cooler to me. Cause like, like, I don't know if I were like, I don't know if I was like a rapper, I'd be like, I mean, I don't know, like some rapper, like, I, like Danny Brown is super into music criticism and I think that's great. And like Danny knows every writer and you Mm -hmm. know, he's really tapped in like that. But Andre, it's just not. And I thought that was also cool, you know, um, you know, obviously, but yeah, he like, uh, he sits down, he's, he's playing the flute. He like walks up playing the flute and then you're just like, is this going to be the Keen Peel sketch? You know what I mean? Like, is this going to be like, is this going to be the thing where he's yeah. just like, hello, Andre. And you're like, okay, but no, <laughs> he sits down and he's just like, you know, he like, it's just like, Hey man, nice to meet you. Like, and like, he was just, you know, we had such a, like a cool conversation. He was just so like, he had so much emotional intelligence and artistic intelligence and like a lot of just dignity and, and grace and he had a sense of humor about himself. And Mm. he was totally self-aware and like, he understood himself as an eccentric person, but like, he was just so genuine and like, like sincere and, uh, excited and that was really beautiful for me to like watch this. You're like, how can you hate on this record when this is such a, a pure manifestation of what whatever the soul is or whatever you have inside you that like yeah. drives you to create art? Like this is this is it. This is the thing, um, you know. And I, and I like I really like the album. You know, I, I really it grew on me a lot. I, 
I liked it when I first heard it, but the more I listened to it, the more I was like, oh, um, you know, something about a lot of that music can be very uh, clearly. It's very ethereal. It's ambient. It's not like it's back. It's, it, I mean, it is background music. Let, yeah. Let's be honest with you. It's background music. But um, he's such a talented musician. And I think something about a hey, look. These guys are going into that room to play with Andre 3000. They're going to play their fucking hearts out. Like, they are, this is like the game's on the line. He got some really, really, really masterful musicians in there. Yeah. Um, you know, guys I'd seen along, you know, for years, and he, they brought it. Uh, and Andre also, I think, has look, this is, this is a guy with a real gift for melody. I mean, he wrote, hey, y'all, uh, you know, he is, he's a real, uh, brilliant, brilliant mind. And, um, I think his melodies kind of like also kind of give the album something more substantial than perhaps like otherwise it could just be like a kind of like a gossamer moonbeam of a record, but it, it kind of has some substance to it. Let's speaking of uh, you were saying just how happy he he seemed, you know, within person. I, I want to pull this up because I think this even embodies this. So this is uh, this is from the, the GQ. Interview. <laughs> I just want to watch a little bit. You've seen this. Is this the same outfit he was wearing? Oh yeah, yeah, he that's like his uniform. Yeah, he had a different color beanie, I think. But yeah, that's the same outfit. <laughs> also, it's kind of wild. Like Andre just let himself go gray. Like, can you think of any rapper that let themselves go gray? Like, no rappers go gray. But yes. he let himself go gray, which is like that is like very that's bold. And like you have to respect that. Like, I don't look, I'm not gonna shade any rapper for like, you know, being 60 years old and having you know what I mean? Like Rock him. Well, Rock him's not that old, but like you know, you like those those old school guys, I mean like uh too short it's like gotta be close to 60 years well he's bald but you know you got my point like you know what i mean like ice cube is well into his 50s dre is well into his Mm -hmm. 50s jay is way into his 50s these you know jay's i think like like 53 54 55 like you know what i mean like his hair is anyway andre 48 years old motherfucker's almost like not fully gray but he just letting it go like he is he is so not about the bullshit and it's so funny because everyone thought Andre was the most about the bullshit, right? When he was like, you know, like he in outer space and, you know, the Key and Peele sketch would make him seem like, but he really yeah, just doesn't care. Like he's he's just, he's pure. And that's, I think, yeah. what all artists are trying to be. You, you were saying like he doesn't care and stuff like that. And I, I, this actually brings me back to, you know, he doesn't care about the artifice and stuff like that. You know, he's going gray or whatever. He's just being himself. And it makes me think just like, even you wrote in, in your Instagram caption that you should never meet your heroes, um, which everybody says all the time, right? And it's usually yeah. because they're a jerk, they're a bad person, um, or you'll be disappointed or whatever. There's part of me that thinks actually maybe that's what's happening here, why people are rejecting the album, which I think you're totally right. I think it's it's background music. I listened to it as background music. I thought it was great. I, I yeah. focused on it at some points. You know, my favorite track is track two definitely yeah. hands down it feels like an extension of uh you know of, of prototype to me i mean a lot of this record has some of those real you know basic simple yeah. sevenths chords use real yeah, sevenths yeah. up and down i love that stuff there's nothing wrong yeah. with that because i listen to that stuff anyway but you know it, it makes me think that what actually is happening here is people have idolized andre 3000 as listen, top three, top five, top 10, top one, whatever you want to say, rappers, I won't argue with any of that. But then now they're meeting him more as a person. This feels like 
I'm yeah. not saying he was always this person. Maybe that's just who he is right now at this moment in time. But this feels really authentically him. And maybe people actually don't quite want that. They want this kind of encapsulated version of, you know, as far as as much as as you know, Three Stacks was able to be encapsulated in the '90s and two, early 2000s. But you know, now they're meeting. You're meeting your hero on a record, and you don't want that. Well, so this is something I've been thinking about a lot, right? Because I'm I'm writing a book. Um right now which I was, I was saying i'm like it edits on it's, it's called waiting for britney spears and it's sort of um it, it's it's a long story <laughs> you know but but one of the things that comes to it is like do we what is this really about right mm. and in my opinion what i think it's really about is nobody wants to get old nobody wants to like have their memory like you know what i mean what do you want like from like eminem you want eminem to keep on putting out you know what i mean like what is eminem supposed to do i mean he's like a little older than andre but not much what do you want jay-z to do like mm-hmm. like they've they you they're at the top of the mountain like you can't i mean what do i want on, <laughs> eminem to do i just want eminem to do albums of like alchemist loops that's that's what i want but like <laughs> i get why eminem doesn't want that or like britney right. spears right like it's like do you want like we want why was the free oh look the free britney thing obviously was important you know too much she was in a really bad situation and yeah. um like they were able to raise awareness and conser- excuse me conservatorships are evil and blah, blah 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 right true but like it also got real weird like those people are also like not all of them. I shouldn't say all of them. I mean, I think they're like, you know, you don't want to generalize everybody, but there were a lot of people in that movement that were also very obsessed to the point of where it was almost like a Taylor Swift thing, where it's a parasocial relationship with a mm-hmm. fan. And that fan is actually perfect. And, you know, cause that's how you remember them from your youth when you did yes. have idols like that. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily healthy for grownups to have idols, right? I guess that's why religion was conceived is so grownups could continue to have idols, you know what I mean? Which is probably also not healthy in a lot of ways. And I kind of <laughs> wish that adults did not have to like, but you know, I don't know, whatever. It's that's a, that's a whole, it's a whole other can of worms. But yeah, it, it Andre, they don't want Andre to be gray. They don't want Andre to be making like esoteric flute music. They want yeah. Andre to give them what they always wanted, which is impossible because he's 48 years old and mm-hmm. he gets that. Like, again, time is slipping slowly but surely. Like, even the sun goes down, heroes eventually die. Horoscopes often lie. He's, he was saying that from the get-go. I feel like I was, ju- I was just on Instagram and I think I saw Rakim on like a old basically a redone mob deep beat like it was shook ones or something like that and just yeah. the comments are just and it's it's great because of course it is and yeah. but it's it sounds he sounds like he's always sounded yeah and all the comments are yeah these mumble rappers need to you know take notes which <laughs> how long mumble rap we're not even doing mumble rap anymore that's basically not even a thing you know no. what what we could call mumble rap it's you're, you're it's like yelling about skinny jeans just fam MySpace totally. Tom took totally. the bag and left, man. We're not even complaining about this anymore. But there is there is a lot of yeah, this this crystallized version of your past and you know, this rose colored rose tinted glasses type stuff. And yeah, you want and so this I mean this makes sense for Britney Spears as well for your you know project you're working on. Uh, which by the way, I'm very interested in knowing about that when that drops. We'll we'll we need to talk again when that thing is ready. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna put pressure on you there. But um, 
um yeah i think there there is a lot of that is you know people again your 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 hero grows old and and eventually dies and the hero you're talking about you know you use the word messianic in in the article i think um you know there's people who want that kind of hero idol i won't say god figure but you know certainly not human uh and it turns out the guy's actually human and he yeah. wanted to make a flute album yeah i i mean people i mean it's always been the thing right i think a real artist gives people what they don't know they want and and uh and like a entertainer gives people what they want and um we have lost the plot uh so fucking far in the society i mean like i don't care like I, i'm like I was like an old young man. I'm going to be an old, old man, like a crank. You know what I mean? Like, and I get it. Like I, I asked Andre, I was like, because it didn't make the article either, but I was like, you know, that, that like Seymour Skinner, Principal Skinner meme where he's like, am I out of touch? No, it's the kids who are wrong, you know? And you're like, and that's always the thing, right? Because Wait, how, how did he react to that? How did he react? He never heard of the meme. <laughs> he never heard of the meme. I was like, amazing, right? He had never heard of the meme. I was my like, man out my... here just living strictly on yeah, vibes, you, not touching a computer. Were, wow. Just floating. Yeah. I love him. I was like, hell yeah. But, but <laughs> here's the thing, man. And I, I think we've like lived long enough to know that, yeah, sometimes the kids are wrong. You remember when people wore fedoras and they thought that shit was cool? That shit was not cool. Yeah. And that people like Mike Amiri jeans, no offense to Mike Amiri, whoever wore that shit, but that shit is garbage. True religion were ugly. That's why it went out of style. Mm. No one talks about Levi's like that because no. that shit was like, is timeless. There is some stuff that yeah. is timeless. No one talks some, about. Some things are bad. Yeah. The PT Cruiser yeah. was a crime against yeah. humanity. You shouldn't have Not done. a good car. Not no. a good car. Like, Everything the, about that is bad. Swing yeah, didn't need like, to come back. Yeah, no, Swing did not need to come I'd be like, I mean, yeah, it, it just, like, there are things that are not, like, that, that are fads. And that's okay, too. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I I loved jerking. Like, that was cool. That was fun. Yes, the reason But, like, that, yeah. you don't, you know, that does not need to come back. Like, I don't need jerking revival. Like, no. that doesn't, <laughs> you know, and, but we have lost taste or the concept of taste and everything is democratized and yeah like cool like it's the, just the problem with all of american life it's, it, it's, al alg algorithmatized i think is, is closer to what it would happen you know what i mean like you you were saying you know you want uh eminem to rap over you know alchemist beats you know we're about six months from that being just on demand type that into a prompt and yeah got totally. it. I, I don't really want but for the record i don't really want to hear that either but right, like, sure. but yeah. but there are people who will be if, if i was going to listen to eminem yeah like yeah. that would be but yeah i mean i just think that um we as a, we just like all right cool well yeah maybe gatekeepers are bad like in general like i get it like there's plenty of gatekeepers but mm -hmm. Like there is a thing as taste and I'm sorry, like that to me, that is like, that is the MSG ingredient of art. Like, is just like, do you have good taste? Because I've met some, and you know what though? Like look at Andre, right? Like that guy has great taste. I mean, maybe not his like clothing line, but like he, still like he has like in terms of music of some yeah. of the best taste ever. And, um, of course he's going to make a good flute album and like and, and like again going back to like you know there was that john coltrane quote uh that they included you can play a shoestring if you're sincere but there was also a john lennon quote that i wanted to include 
um, which they probably cut because there's like too many quotes. But uh, <laughs> he's like, look, man, I don't know how to play a tuba, but I'm a musician. And if you give me a tuba, I'll get you something from it. Like, I just think about myself as writing. And that's really like the only thing. I'm not really a musician. I'm not really, um, you know, I never really painted. Like, I'm not really, not really that naturally talented at, at like, I, you know, other than writing in the arts, at least in my, in my things I've tried. But man, like, it is like, you got to go through an apprentice period. Like, Andre was talking about that. He's like, you know, he's like, man, like, I was like, I don't know. You came back fully formed. He's like, nah, man. Like, he's like, go listen to that first album again. He's like, I'm still using uh, Souls and Mischief Flows you know mm-hmm. on southern playlistic and and i went back and listened and i was like yeah kind of i hear it i hear it um and i was like when did you find yourself he's like kind of at the end of that first album but that's like again that's only because you have rico wade you have the dungeon family you have uh ray murray uh you have you have fucking big boy you have CeeLo and all a goody mob like you have you know and, and parental advisory like they were it was a really deep roster a crew you know a cool breeze some kind of calhoun like all these guys and then it eventually becomes future you know bubba sparks whatever yeah. killer mike like you got a really really bubba deep sparks, roster man. there it's like yeah <laughs> first off like, first off, god bless like, bubba sparks man yeah man <laughs> justice for bubba sparks man i listen to that album again honestly man. yo did you i mean i i hate to do this but did you see uh Paul Wall just dropped a video recently. I'm just, yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. And I'm just, Paul also proudly going gray. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Paul that's Wall true, yeah. 100% sounds exactly like he did on the day, day one. And it's yeah. great. There's some know- people should sound exactly like two. It's like too short or snoop. All you have to do is be too short or snoop. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like, you don't really need to, but like, and I get it. And I get like, I think Andre's guest verses are great. I thought Andre's guest verse on the Kanye album was the best thing Kanye's done in five years, seven years, you know, like it was incredible. Mm -hmm. And, but I get it. Like he wants to push stuff forward and he's like, like not challenged by it. And like, what are you going to do? I would love to hear an Andre three, you know, I would love that. So, um, I mean, I think like, I know he was working with like Mike Whale at one point. Like I remember, Mm -hmm. like, I'm not sure he was working at Metro at some point. And, but again it's always i get it because it's like it's like when you see a guy who's like in their 40s and they're trying to dress like a fucking zoomer you know what i mean and like it's just like it it just doesn't look right it doesn't feel right like you have to kind of age gracefully i think like you know what i mean you have to know kind of like where you're at in your life and that's not to say you shouldn't stay current and like with the trends because it's like if you think about it andre is working with younger artists you know what i mean almost all those artists are younger than him Mm -hmm. but at the same time, like he's, he's just like, it's new, it's fresh. And like that, I mean, granted, like, I think, and also like, I think people are forgetting like, man, like it's going to be the biggest ambient album of all time. Right. Like it already has 2.4 million streams on Spotify. Like you see Vlad was like, it doesn't have any streams. And you're like, dog, shut the fuck up. Like it has 2.4 million today. Like 2.4 million checked out a weird experimental ambient record. And even like the last track now on Spotify is like 400 something thousand. And you're like, cool, man. Like that means like 400,000 people made it to the end of a weird ambient record. Like where like most of these guys would, would be really happy to sell 500 vinyl and like that that's amazing and yeah like maybe it'll expose like isn't that what art is supposed to do aren't you yes. supposed to like yeah so 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 let, let let's be realistic there do you think this is a question that that i've had do you think this is going to open people up who truly 
just I mean, you know, let's face it, a lot of people's music tastes are narrow or their musical exposure. Yeah. I shouldn't say tastes are narrow um, right now. Their, their taste could be expanded, obviously, but they're the current. You know, maybe they only listen to hip hop, even though obviously Andre's been listening to all kinds of stuff. Yeah. For years, like he was growing up. I mean, you know, again, like you said, listen to Bombs Over Baghdad, listen to Prototype, listen to almost anything. You can tell this dude, it was just, I mean, his CD changer must have been incredible back when totally. those were a thing, you yeah, know? Yeah. And so what do you do you think this is going to truly open people up to go listen to some other weird stuff on the Internet? Yeah, I mean, like, he has, like, a playlist on Spotify that um, he made with this album, right? So Andre mm-hmm. has however many millions of Spotify listeners a month, right? And he has a really cool playlist of, like, weird jazz and Laraji and shit that inspired him for this record. And, like, you got to figure, like, I mean, man, I don't know. Like, again, like, I run a label. Like, if, if, if I – this would be for someone like, you know, the guys, like, in the world who we work with, they're, they're – they're, you know they're like underground but they they have fans obviously that they're known but like that this has to be the biggest thing in their careers i mean i've known matthew david since we were like really young at like low in theory right like this like 15 years ago and like this is i mean he's had really cool things on leaving records and you know his thing in the park is but like dude andre is andre like i mean andre is like i mean he's one of five reasonable choices for the goat, right? Like 10, maybe, you know what I mean? How many people can you honestly say is the goat without like sounding like some hyperbolic idiot, just putting the emoji up to be nice, you know, like, which is cool. <laughs> I love when people do that to me, but I'm like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, I know some more writers than me. That I would do that too, but thank you. Thank you. you yeah. Know. You know, maybe so, well, maybe so, when so, maybe when I'm 85 and I can be like, oh well, yeah. I mean, all the better writers in me are dead, so <laughs> maybe <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, I'm just like, out, oh. just outlast everybody. Just that's my them. goal. That's my goal. Yeah, there you, you go. Know, go to, there you go. That's go to the, the gym. Right. A lot. Go, yeah, go yeah, to the right. Gym good. A lot, go to the gym. You know? Eat healthy and just outlast everybody. Outlast yeah. the competition. Yeah. But so you stop some of the spliffs, but then that, you know. In moderation, especially moderation. Um, wait. So you're talking about people who were included on the playlist that Andre put together, that's been a, a good look for them. Is that what you're talking about? Oh yeah. But I mean, it's yeah. like, he's putting people on Yusuf Latif, you know, he's putting people mm. on Alice Coltrane, like, you know, uh, and, and like, that is a whole different vibe where it's like, I don't know, like, well, I, I don't know. Like, I think, are you going to get NBA young boy fans are going to be like, Oh yeah, this Andre experimental album is the shit. Uh, maybe just me, <laughs> but <laughs> But at the same time, like, I don't know, like, you you gotta figure right, like, you know how, like, where they they talk about, like, those, like, bad faith, like, right-wing people, where they're like, yeah, I would just say crazy things, but then, like, you, 90% would hate you, but then 10% is like, this is great, you know what I mean, and they would get platform, because, right, and you pick up another, like, you pick up some fans, no matter what, and it's like, like, you know, the reason why, like, platforming people can kind of be dangerous, but in this case, it's like, kind of great platforming you know you're platforming this like weird subversive kind of beautiful music you know and i feel like i think now um god we need that more i mean i don't know about you but i was like listening i was listening to this record in like the last month and a half and like feeling like my brain was exploding every time i opened my phone and then i was like this was very like healing to me it like felt like a cold wrap on my brain you know what i mean like a like a poultice of some sort and and that was really cool and um, I, I, when I was talking to Andre, I was like, hey, 
I was like, I bet you this is going to be like the best thing I could tell you about that record. But I was like, this record took the temperature of my brain down 10 degrees. And he's mm. like, that's what I'm trying to do. And I was like, cool. Well, like you did it. You know, I see a lot of that in, again, because I, you know, I'm reading all the comments and stuff because I'm watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And a lot of what people are saying is, I cleaned my house to this. You know, some of the comments I got, I posted oh. on Instagram um, and, and say, hey, what did you, have you listened to it? What did you think? And people are saying, yo, this is perfect study music. And it sounds like he wouldn't take that as a fence, which no. is phenomenally interesting because, you know, in hip hop, it's the beat maker who's in the back. You know, it's it's the DJ who's in the back and the rapper is front and center. And, you know, the kind of relinquishing of that ego, not egotism, but, you know, the relinquishing of the I got to be in front. I have to be the center of this, you know, the star of the show, because part of this album, I'm not sure if he's necessarily the star. Star. He's kind of out of the. I mean, this part. He's not even playing yet. It's yeah. Everybody yeah. else playing. You know, playing their instruments, and he just kind of comes in and then adds. You know, some spice to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's sort of like the conductor. You know, the ringleader yeah. of it. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I think. I mean, I was saying it's a perfect record to like on a cloudy Sunday, like you're reading the newspaper and you're drinking coffee. I mean, I guess like most people don't read the newspaper. I still have a print newspaper, but um, I'm like the last of the Mohicans. I like that ritual. Like that ritual, you know. You you are you are another you're another <laughs> species, man. <laughs> I'm 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 a proud luddite. I'm glad smart people are still in the internet. I am like so off that, and I would rather like have somebody like you just be like, yeah, put me up on shit on the internet. I'm like, so I don't have to like delve into it myself. Like I think one day, um, they will eventually have a name for uh, what I call clout dementia. Uh, but like I think everyone. <laughs> either has cloud dementia or is susceptible to cloud dementia or is trying to get cloud dementia and they don't even know it because I think that there are just people that don't know that their brain is being broken and I've seen it happen and I feel really bad for them. They are not bad people. They are not dumb. They are, they are human and we do not understand what this shit is capable of because it has existed for 10 years. And I think, you know, it is such a sweeping overhaul of like humanity, you know, because it's like it, it's it's certainly no less significant than Gutenberg, probably more because this shit gets it to the world like in a phone. Like, you know, what I mean? Gutenberg, you would like buy a book, you would have like money and you would be literate. And like yeah. now, like you don't need to be literate. You don't really need to have money. No. And um, and yeah, man, I mean, what is the impact of having? Everyone can have a, you know, a film studio, a publishing company, and a uh, radio network in their pocket. And that is a wild thing to process. And I uh, have the answer for that at all. No. And I think Andre, that, I come back to it, but I think Andre was like, I'm off. I'm playing the flute. <laughs> and I was like, my guy, you might be onto something. <laughs> I, I respect it. Um, yo, man, I guess maybe the last thing I'll ask you then here is, because yeah. uh, there are so many other things I, we wanted to talk about. A whole bunch of other stuff, so I'm gonna have to, you know, at some yeah, point, back if you be, yeah, yeah. if you be down, yeah. yes, please, please, please. Yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. There, there's band camp stuff I want to talk about. There's all sorts yeah, yeah. of other stuff. Yeah, just yeah, I mean, yeah. the changing of music, which we only scratch the surface of here. Um, what would maybe if you could tell me, is, is there anything that didn't make it in, or that you feel like you truly want people to take away from your experience? If you could translate your experience to people who you know were listening to this who, who read this maybe that made it into the article or didn't make it into the article that you would want people to understand 
Yeah, I mean, there were definitely a lot of things that went in there. Like I asked him at one point, like uh, about a sketchbook. I was like, what are the things that you put in your sketchbook? And he was like, uh, like, or like your, your notepad. He was like, mm -hmm. I, I had the line, a very balanced boy. And I was talking about myself because I think I'm a very balanced boy. And then he's like, a very, he was like, a very nice poached pear. And he's like, I had a really nice poached pear for dessert. <laughs> I was like, and then he was like, at one point, he was like, um, it was like one thing, like, it was just like random. I don't know. I forget like a few of the other things, but it was, it was a trip. But I think, um, yeah, I think about the experience, like, I've been thinking about meeting your heroes, right? And like, obviously there are millions of, I don't want to say millions, but like there's like hundreds of great artists over the years that are total fucking monsters, right? Hmm. But I have to believe that like a lot of them, you know, are good uh, because there is something uh, beautiful inside them that they're trying to kind of get out there and like maybe like, maybe they've been traumatized in the past or maybe like, you know, they they were just raised incorrectly and, or maybe fame has gone to their head and like, whatever it is, they become something that isn't necessarily them. But like, to me, it was really cool to see somebody that like, I was like, you know, I don't know why I connect with your music so strongly. And obviously millions of other people do, but I always felt like I was like, you know, I feel like I really understand. Like I was like, to some degree, I was like, I really think he is this like at heart, this kind of eccentric, you know, like outsider that is like very sensitive and like, you know, like in a way, like kind of future is, but like maybe without like the, the misogyny of future, but like, you know, this, like he was kind of like hardcore, but like, you know, he's this like kid that like to draw and like paint and just like very interior and like a real kind of um like, again, like balanced, you know what I mean? He wasn't like, you know, super emo crying all the time, like, you know, touch him, he'll bleed. But at the same time, like he was capable of, feeling feelings that uh, you know just are almost bewildering in their strength and like that is what kind of i think allowed him to produce what he did and feel what he did and see what he did and it was cool to meet him now on like these different terms and be like you know i think he really was that kind of person like i think i think he is the real deal and we are lucky to have somebody like that on the earth especially somebody that is like i mean look man like look at kanye or like look at like puffy or like look at like yeah i mean you name it like i mean jay like i have a lot of respect for jay but like you know jay like also was like a kind of a billionaire like kind of pushing kind of like toxic versions of capitalism that are probably unsustainable and irreplicable by anybody other than jay-z uh but like andre is just like i'm trying to create something pure and honest that has beauty in a world that is corrupt dishonest and lacking beauty and like that to me is like the principal point of being a, an artist. And I think it's evidence that he, why he's one of the greatest of all time. And, and we're lucky to have him. That's a pretty good takeaway from the, from the article. Thanks. I, I, I also, I also like, and I'm going to, I'm just going to take us to the end here too. Cause I, I encourage you to read the entire thing, but I think the end is uh, everybody, you know, I think this is worth taking a look at is, you know, it's it's also the case, all of these things that, that you've said, but it's also the case that I think, you know, Andre is a little, you know, he's he's, he's not 100% sure about yeah. what people are going to take of it. You know, we, we've been talking about a lot about, you know, his his desire and, you know, oh, he just doesn't care. And, you know, he's, yeah. just, he's out there trying to do his thing and he just wants to be happy and spread that to everybody else. But he's also a little nervous about it. Totally. 
it's interesting that that's a dream that he's been like he's had recurring you know what i mean like that he he's floating and he's trying to tell people about it but like nobody is there when he's telling them about it and like i feel like yeah i mean that's definitely the case for this record right where it's like will people like it i don't know will people listen like i'm not sure but at the end of the day like you have to be fearless as an artist and like i think it's really amazing that he was able to kind of get to that point where he could be that fearless and was able to let go right because the last 17 years has been like him being like i don't know like and everyone's like come on come on come on like another thing i mean worth noting we didn't even talk about it but like you know dude his guest verses were fucking great and like nobody owes him anything like he's put out like 40 great guest verses in the last like 15 years so it's like mm -hmm. dude like how many of your favorites have had better like i mean like i love ghostface but like i would take the last those top 10 andre versus over the last 10 top 10 ghostface the last 10 years and that's no disrespect to ghostface it's just like i don't know like people you know he he's still rapping at a really high level like he probably yeah. will rap again like don't trip like it's just where he's at right now like calm yeah. down like you know go out go outside listen to a flute album you know yeah, like touch that. grass you know there it is maybe that's the real takeaways go outside yeah. listen to a flute yeah. album exactly touch so, grass um yeah. yeah well i've i've put the links in uh in the chat a little bit and of course you know i'll, cool. I'll you know shoot those out afterwards but thanks so much for coming through man i really cool. appreciate thanks. it thanks for having me Dax. yeah i appreciate yeah. it Let's, uh, let's absolutely, you know, if, if we make time, let's, let's absolutely do this again. No, I love that. Yeah, definitely. Appreciate you, man. Cool. Easy. Sounds good, man. Peace. And there it is. Uh, so quick outro. Um, definitely shout out to Jeff for coming on the show. All of his information is in the show notes. So you can definitely go find it and follow him there. And just as a note, uh, so these are going to be recorded live on Twitch. So if you want to catch one of these live, maybe ask some questions yourself. Uh, you can go follow me on twitch.tv slash dexdigi. That's twitch.tv slash dexdigi. And you can get a notification when we go live next. Anyway, that's about it for this one. Catch you next time. And until then, stay in tune.